The Long Drive, May the 10th, 2022. Keeping calm and carrying sand. The day began with Anna saying it was time to stop. After putting so much time, energy and money into our big idea of building a little tourism and wine tasting lodge, it was time to let it go. I argued the other side, that we'd come so far, we were so close to laying bricks and it was the key to our future in Portugal. But by that same afternoon, on the drive back from Porto, we'd switched roles. I was the one who was driving, depressed and in silence, while Anna was making the case for why all was not lost and how we really should carry on. It's a roller coaster, I'm sure many people embarking on a new business venture experience, but it's not being helped by inflation, war in Europe and relying on other people. Our long drive was helped when Porto moved a lot closer to us overnight. The day before, I checked how long it would take to drive to the little town south of Porto that's home to the world's biggest cork manufacturer. Seven and a half hours was a lot more than I expected. In fact, it was a lot further than I thought it was possible to drive up or down Portugal without reaching that little strip of Spain or the sea. This was clearly not a journey one could do both ways in a day. But our friend Phil was in town on a break from covering the war in Ukraine and so the dogs had somewhere to stay. Our neighbour Daniel offered to put us up at his place north of Lisbon for an overnight stop and to meet his old friend, an Australian eye surgeon who's found his own piece of paradise in northern Portugal. Seven and a half hours. That's more than LA to San Francisco. I checked again and realised the avoid tolls setting was on. Cassie the Hilux gets hammered for being a Class 2 car in a sizest world of vehicle taxation, and so we save where we can. Tinkering the map settings, Porto moved about three hours closer. Four and a half hours at the wheel was much more palatable. Portugal is not too unmanageable to explore by car. The Amarim cork factory was a thing to behold, and about far much more than just the 5.8 billion bottle stoppers they produce every year. Yes, you heard that right, 5.8 billion bottle stoppers a year. From flooring to fashion and space rockets to fine art, cork is an amazing carbon-negative material which Amarim's scientists are making even more remarkable every day. I'll be writing more about that, so I don't want to spoil the surprise about the secret of how they stopped wine bottles from even getting corked. But you can go to the website and find our big Portuguese wine adventure to learn more. The drive might have been a lot shorter than originally anticipated, but it was still plenty of time in the car to talk about our project, our ambitions, the current financial climate and how everything seems to be going against us. Each step has been moving so disappointingly slowly for so long and now prices are going up every week and the cost of our build is wildly inflating. It's true of any building project. But just as we have felt good and in control, something new and unexpected has arrived to shove a huge spanner in the works. The coldest part of the night is just before dawn, and we thought we were through it all when we found two builders we loved, chose one of them and believed we'd be starting this month. But then we learnt a new Portuguese word, Alvará. It's one of the 2,000 or so Portuguese words to originate from the Arabic, and it's a government-issued document authorising a builder to work up to a certain size of project. Our guys have level two, and they need level three. And it's not quick, cheap or easy to get the next grade up, 
and apparently there aren't any Level 3 builders in our region. I've no idea how we didn't just know this was needed beforehand, but we're grateful to our friends Vera and Yoop for teaching us Alvara before we applied, waited and then had our building licence refused. So now everything is in the hands of other people. Our architect, the camera town hall and the builder to get the project tweaked so we can start before prices have risen so much we can't afford anything anymore. We still have faith, but it's a race against time and it's all pretty stressful. It was hard enough to give up our jobs and learn to fend for ourselves off-grid in the Portuguese countryside without the constantly evolving challenges associated with having a big, ambitious idea to create something amazing for us and for the region. Vera and Yupa are several steps ahead of us in building their own rural tourism based around the incredibly beautiful Lusitanian horses they breed. It will be amazing. Vera's encouraging words continually echo in our heads. If it was easy, everyone would be doing it. And Yupa added, but no panic, solutions are there to be found. We just didn't know it would be this hard. We were so caught up in the stress of forcing a round cork through a square hole we even managed to miss two of our wedding anniversaries. Thankfully, there are three of them, a story for another time, so we get one more go at it in June. Having friends here to share experiences, advice and encouragement is hugely valuable. Every day truly is a school day, whether it's being told about cork composites, meeting amazing winemakers, learning a new and important Portuguese word, or a bit more about ourselves and what we can accomplish when we put our minds to it.